Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we no longer talk about Animorphs because we've already done that. But we're not ready to say goodbye to Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant. Turns out they wrote more books. What? Books that we will be reading and casually discussing? You bet. Join us on the 1st and the 15th of each month as we morph into the Apple Grant Book Club. So, like, I know you talk about Scott's book recommendations, Mm -hmm. but as of right now, Scott has given me one book recommendation, and it has been a book series that I have (laughs) not only enjoyed, but absolutely loved, and have, and now I'm on book five of that book series. So Scott's batting a thousand. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's because he hasn't recommended the King Killer Chronicles. <laughs> it is Dungeon Crawler Carl it's that I am talking very about. Good. I, it I is am, very good. I think halfway through the first book, and it's very yeah. good. And if you've read Dungeon Crawler Carl, you should tweet me, and we could talk about Dungeon Crawler Carl because I need more people to nerd it. Out with about stuff that's remo beware on yeah x <laughs> not twitter anymore God, okay so did that am i the only one who didn't know that was coming no i had that? no fucking idea okay so i'm like i opened my phone and there's this little icon that says x on it on my phone and i'm like crap i guess i got a virus now i'm like because i've never downloaded that i don't know what that is and i'm like scared to open it because i don't know what it is and then i did open it because I guess I'm the guy who would open the link on the email that you're not supposed to open. <laughs> I'm the reason that y'all have to sit through those classes about <laughs> your your information technology security. Uh, but yeah, I open it and I'm like, Twitter? What, the, what is this? Yeah, so. see, I, I dodged that because I got a push notification. And like, you know, you can see like it still looks exactly the same, like as Twitter push notifications. So I was able to just like see the preview of it. And then I was like, why, why is the logo different? And then I, <laughs> I just moved on with my day. And then all of a sudden yeah. everybody's like, Twitter X is a thing. They have to dismantle the X on top of the building. Cause it's sending floodlights into people's homes. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. I saw something about an X on top of a building. I still don't know what that was about. Apparently, he just put up an X on top of, like, the building, but, like, the X had big, like, strobe, not strobe lights, but, like, big, like, crazy bright lights in it, and people were like, you cannot shine these spotlights into my home at all hours of the night, because it was on 24-7, so then they had to dismantle it. I'm gonna put a crazy letter on top of my house. Damn. T. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. Nope. I'm gonna put one T-E on top of my house. I had a wild experience on Twitter the other day. Um, I didn't realize you could just post straight up porn gifs on Twitter. Oh yeah, and I learned that. Mm-hmm. So, mm. yeah. did you learn that by doing it? No, I learned that by going on Twitter, and 
there was just some straight up like somebody had just retweeted like three porn links in a row. Somebody that I followed for uh, through Animorph stuff. And all of a sudden I was like, what? I didn't realize this was possible. And then uh, I moved on yeah. with my day. I've seen some stuff on Twitter that I'm like, do they not have the people? They don't that... have the nipple people that Facebook does. Yeah, that's. The, uh, I didn't <laughs> know they had a name, but I'm glad to know that they're called the nipple people. The nipple. <laughs> the nipple, of course. The nipple. <laughs> here's the church and here's the steeple. These are my nipples. <laughs> yeah, Twitter's one of the few like social media sites where you can just post porn. I know that because of not safe for work artists are like, we can't go anywhere except Twitter. <laughs> damn i just i learned about it in the wild and like it was just one thing that it happened and i was like i never thought i would have this experience and <laughs> now i have and then no. i went on to argue about children's books <laughs> <laughs> i carried on with my day carried on with my day <laughs> i remember when i saw goatsy on deviant art when i was like 16 and i was like i'm never going to this site again <laughs> I'm scarred for life. Oh, the internet. Oh, the internet. So good. Speaking of things that are terrible. Yeah? What's up with Senna? And what's up with Senna's mom? Oh, boy. Senna's mom. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I would. I wish I could now at this time send that gif that you sent us earlier or the meme you sent us earlier today to yeah, everyone yeah, listening yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I said that and I was like, shit, what if they haven't read the book yet? <laughs> uh, I, I will tell you. Okay. Just, just for the update. Like we talked about how... We'll generously say that this this book series got a lukewarm reception uh, when we first started reading. Like, I am dying to read the next book now. Mm-hmm. Like, I am I'm 100% fully invested, and I have to know. I have to know where it goes from here. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. ramping up for me. Yeah. That being said, I am so pumped that I'm pretty sure the next one is not from Senna's perspective. Because, like, I want to know what the fuck is going through everybody else's head right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't know, right? They don't. They, they don't. didn't get to ride along in Senna's head for book number nine, so they don't know. I feel like Jaleel knows somehow. I think they know, like, the exterior, she's awful. I think Jaleel definitely knows that she can't be trusted for anything. I don't think they know the extent of how awful she is that we we know though that's true so, and the ending of this book the the it was book wild it this was book, book wild yeah this book took some turns that i did not see coming and i like 100 percent, i'm here for the chaos mm-hmm. yeah and she's evil oh she's like hell. i used to think she was like she went from awful to full evil mm-hmm. this book for me mm-hmm. So here's the other thing about this book. She, I spent most of it thinking she was evil, like like Isma from Emperor's New Groove is evil. Sure. Like mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. just 
she's evil, but she's so incompetent. And I don't think she's competent, but I do mm. think she's more evil and mm-hmm. less cartoonish. It's like she's got accidental competence. Like, like she's not competent, but the shit that she does is still like truly bad because she fucks it up so much. Yeah. I don't want to spoil what happens in the book for anybody who's listening and not reading along. So as soon as we get to the point where I'm going to be like, this person is terrible. Like, like irredeemably terrible. Uh, as soon as we get to that point in the recap, I will tell you. Also, we do find out some more about her home life and being raised. And like, I do feel bad for her. Uh, okay. Yes, but also, but also, not n- not bad enough. Oh no, no, not bad yeah. enough. She's not redeemable oh, in any way. No, 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 no. no. That makes such a good villain for me. Is it is when like they're absolutely horrendous, and then they have something that is revealed about them, and you're like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. Yeah, but I yeah. still don't like you, and I don't approve of anything you've done. Oh, there oh. was oh, there was some sort of thing I saw about like. The most effective villains in media are the ones that are truly evil, but you can understand how they got there. Yeah. Because yeah. that's like, uh, and that's Senna. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit. We just found out how she got there. And I'm like, yeah, I can see the steps. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. she's still horrible, but mm-hmm. like, I get it. Yeah. There's, there's still that, that point though, when you, when you sort of graduate to the, like, it's like, you're standing on the side of the person and you're like, well, this happened. So then you're like their lawyer defending them. And you're like, well, this and this and this. And then the one thing that they did happens and you're like, I'm going to go sit on the other side. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, they it's take that leap. Yeah. They take one leap and you're like, nah. <laughs> if, if we hadn't gotten that leap before, we definitely got it in this book for me. Yeah. Yeah. Look, there was a moment when I'm like, I am no longer going to stand near you. Yeah. And then Christopher, his arc in this book was <laughs> who Christopher. I non-Christopher book, Christopher. <laughs> I I can't help but enjoy the read. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it's, But like I said, Christopher book, Christopher, no, can't can't defend anything you're doing. But when, when we step outside of that and you get Christopher in these situations, he has a couple lines of this book that I was just like. He has more than a couple that yeah. sent me. <laughs> yeah. And like some of the things he chose to do, I was like, listen, this is peak comedy. Morally, right. I, I'm not even going to yep, try to yep. parse this. but <laughs> That's why I'm hoping by the end of this book series, he's fully... Like he'll he'll wash his hands of all his 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 I don't yeah I guess his evil ways we'll just we'll leave it at that all the things that we can't side with I wish he would you know step away from all of that and go full fun Christopher that would be amazing I hope yep. that is so I hope so too we only have three more books though I know he's running out of time. <laughs> character rotation and only three books left and I don't like it I don't know I mean please bleep this out during edit but like 
I don't know. I think we need Cuddle Buddy Christopher forever. <laughs> <laughs> it killed me. Cuddle No, down. that's all we did was cuddle. Fucking died. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So good. <laughs> oh. Should I just fucking get into it? Yeah, yeah, you should. Okay. All right. All right. So when we last left everyone, they had just blown up a dam and murdered a bunch of people, probably. We'll get into that. Um, so the kids ditch Seknaf and take two of the rowboats down the river. Senna can feel that the river no longer feels frustrated and that the dam was the source of its discontent. They soon come upon the wreckage of the dam and the dead bodies of all of the dwarves that were burned and drowned and twisted and impaled on broken timbers. They even find one alive who is positively weeping over the devastation and he curses them as they pass. Jaleel immediately tries to rationalize what they did and why they did it. And it's like for the greater good and like we helped Egypt and blah, blah, blah. And April's like, no, this is fucked. And we can't let this place absolutely ruin us. And Senna's just kind of sitting there with a smug smile on her face, thinking about her grand evil plan. She recalls when her father brought her home, how her stepmother had told little April to take Senna to the guest room that she'd be spending the night. April obliges and asks for her name. After a moment of inner debate, she answers that her name is Senna. At least that's what her daddy calls her. April is like, where is your daddy? Senna says, downstairs. April says, that's my daddy. And Senna's like, not anymore. And she had decided that instead of trying to assimilate and knowing she would never fit in, she would dominate, manipulate, and control them to form her own life free of control. They would never love her. Not even her own mother did. So they might as well be afraid of her. Yikes. 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 Yikes, Lou. There's like, there was like no need for that. Mm -mm. There, there was none. There's no need. There's none. Uh, that's like some fucking like I don't know. That's how like a like a nineteen eighties horror movie yeah. about kids would begin. Yeah. To me, like that's My daddy's not your daddy. dead. I talk to him at night. <laughs> like fucking chill, man. So like I so I got really frustrated with a lot of the commentary in this book from Senna about how, like, like the lens that April was viewed through, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, she's just, she's a dunce, and she's, like, too caught up in what's popular, and she's, like, too this and too that. And, like, there was some of it where she started talking about, like, how April had better opportunities and like how, like, her mom treated her better than, than Senna, where I'm like, oh, that's not fair. But, like, she did wake up and choose violence against April from day one, mm-hmm. from minute mm-hmm. one. So, like, I I just really kind of hated it for April. Like, yeah. every time I'd be like, you know, she'd, not to jump ahead too far, but she'd talk about, like, how much kinder April's mom was to April than Senna, which says a lot more about April's mom than anyone else. But, like, mm-hmm. at the same time. You did show up on the doorstep. She. This is not her fault. She's not one of the adults in this situation. She doesn't have anything to do with this. And you did just immediately decide to attack. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, and she's what been the punching with? bag for all these years. Right. It 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 does show how this book series, how good this book series has been about like you know, when we see April through a Christopher book, she's sort of like I guess a, a sort of a stereotypical high school girl. Mm-hmm. And then you see April through an April book and there's a lot more like religion involved in it. And then you see April through the 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 Cinna book and it does she paints her as like one of these like terrible flighty dumb stereotypes of a high school girl and it it is it's been really neat seeing the different the different ways the characters play out mm-hmm. through and the different lenses. And my favorite lenses. of course Jaleel who like is clearly falling in love with April in some capacity. And like the whole description in his book about like her laugh being like a prayer yeah. to him. Oh, and, like, yeah. and that's like, there's so many varieties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is very cool. And like, it's, uh, it's again, one of the things I fucking love about like K.A. Applegate books is mm-hmm. just how the perspectives shape how you yeah. perceive a character. Yeah. The, the way that uh, that Cinna describes April in this book, and it's like that's not that's not the same person I've been reading for eight books. I don't know what you're, you know what I'm saying. I, I guess it's oh very God. much informed by how much you hate this person, but it's it's absolutely not a good description of the character at all. Well, and not to jump ahead, I didn't make a note of this, but I noted it in my brain head. Like she dehumanizes her like actively. She calls her the creature sometimes, yeah. and it's like what the. Fuck. And I don't know if that's like her being like, oh, April is the girl that I could have been if I belonged here or like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And There's definite hatred there. Yeah, there is. And like, I feel like really, really oddly placed, which is like true to like something a kid would do. But like, it is very clear that April's mom does not treat them equally. And especially in like a religious household, you find out you have this daughter of infidelity. Mm -hmm. Like I will easily buy that April's mom was horrible to Senna. Easily. Sure. Like why? Like she just assigns all of that to April. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And it just, it wasn't that way in the April books. No, and April you know never even it, mentions mm-hmm. how Senna terrorized her because we right. find out like right. Senna, gen- not just bullying or like sibling yeah. rivalry, like she fucking terrorized yeah. her. Yeah. Daughter of infidelity. Is, is that, that the like, incorrect phrase? No, I'm just, that's a good band name too. Yeah. The, the Daughters of Infidelity. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's like Scott a metal band. band. Oh, I was band. <laughs> Punk band. <laughs> In infidelity, Maybe. right? It would be the fish of infidelity if it was a scotch. <laughs> infidelity. Actually, I really like the fish of infidelity. It's a ska band. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what that's gonna be? I'm gonna write a high fantasy novel, and that's gonna be one of the great gods of my high fantasy novel. The fish, of infidelity. the fish of infidelity. Oh, I was hoping it was like a bunch of fish getting together to look for their parent that they lost. <laughs> and like, it was going to be a fish adventure. 
is going to have a really dark ending. Yeah, a super dark, super realistic ending. Like, where they're all, like, suffocating in a Japanese fish market on ice as the world goes dark. Oh, my God. Okay, that <laughs> might have been an extra level of dark that I wasn't. I just meant they weren't going to find any parents. It. Like, I know. It's like home base and the is right one there of and them? she slid. The one you know of them that... sees their parents in a display case across oh, the way God. as they Ow. slowly die, but only one finds their parent. Only one is successful, and only in his death. Oh my! You know God. how? You know how we were talking about that moment when you could feel the person go full evil, <laughs> and you just feel like I can't support what you're doing anymore. I took my Senna jump. Yeah. I know you've had problems with your koi pond, Alex, and I know that's why your history is so hard with fish right now, but. I feel like this is escalating to a new My level. My fishery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Mm. I just like, I like those really, like, I didn't see this going here, and now I've learned something terrible moments. <laughs> a fish, fish massacre. I'm trying to, like, fishaker? Is a fishaker a thing? Can we do something with that? Massacoy. Oh, that's Ooh. pretty good. That's pretty good. Want me to keep going? Yep. Yeah. All on right. that note. On that <laughs> note. <laughs> As the kids continue down the river, they come across towns and villages and other settlements. The people in them are smiling, waving, bringing over food and other offerings, thanking them for destroying the dam and freeing up the river. The day winds on. And eventually they round a bend and they can see actual pyramids looking sharp and new and not ravaged by millennia of erosion. As they pass by, David loosens his swords and tells them all to be prepared for anything. Jaleel chimes in that he had done some research in the other world. And he knows that Egyptians are highly ritualistic and their goal is to keep everything unchanged. As they head into town, they can see that the left side of the river has smaller buildings. Homes and residences, people and animals bustling and fairly happy. The right side of the bank, however, has larger buildings, temples and palaces, walls, sculptures, porticos, built much taller than human scale. The humans in its streets are clearly priests and priestesses. Santa starts getting stressed about seeing her mother again, but she tries not to let it show. They approach a low stone quay, flanked with soldiers carrying spears and bows. Jaleel comments, they don't look that tough, but April says, no, but they do, and points up. It's bees. It's bees! Do you ever hear the word portico and think that it's a co you can take with you? A portico. No, I thought it was a, a like a porta potty company. That's that's what I the portico like. I, yeah. If you have one that you don't take anywhere, is it just a co at that point? Yeah. That's what I always Stacia thought. Co. What about Stacia? What about Amico? <laughs> yeah. Is Amico even around anymore? Uh, Amico, I think, got question. bought by somebody. Googling stuff with Casey and Alex and Tim. <laughs> I'm so excited. I haven't thought about Amico in years. There used to be, when when I was in high school, there was an Amico in, like, there was a shopping center that was mostly, like, empty all the time, and there was an Amico in the parking lot. And the the kids from school would go hang out in this parking lot behind the Amico, so we used to call them the Amico Rats. 
The Amico nice. Rats. That's why I remember Amico was because of the Amico Rats. Look at this fucking logo. Doesn't that just evoke <laughs> childhood? Oh my it does. god. It does. Also, it was bought by BP. So, there you go. Oh, okay. Makes sense. The British colonizing things again. <laughs> <laughs> we can bleep that out. That was uncalled for. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that it is. <laughs> like, if you want to take shots at colonization, I feel like Britain's pretty, like, you're, you're yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It could have been a legitimate business transaction. No, wait, okay. Uh, I'm on, not, I'm, on. hang on. Yeah. <laughs> I assume that BP did not colonize Amico. I assume they bought them. I thought we were joking about British colonization in the past. Hold on, hold on. I I can't say for sure that they didn't colonize Amico. That's true, Amico. we can't say for and, sure. Also, I feel like it's kind of a valid, like, if you make any colonization jokes, it's not like they have any valid argument for it. Like, they just have to listen to your jokes, like... So, like, I don't, I I feel like it's a reasonable thought to have at yeah, least that I they might too. have done it. Okay. Yeah. But then I realized that what Casey was apologizing for was not making a colonization joke, but the fact that she would imply that BP colonized Amico specifically. <laughs> and that added a new layer that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know what to do with any of this. Oh. I'm going to tell people they did from now on. <laughs> I am actually, I, I am now going to be concerned about any business transaction moving forward. With that I'm going to be like, any anything, anything. I'll be like, what if I've just fundamentally, fundamentally misunderstood what's happening here? <laughs> Which, I, I mean, you know what? this was a legitimate business transaction. <laughs> yeah. That might be a fair concern for me to have in most cases unrelated to colonization. Oh my god. Maybe, maybe I just don't understand what's happening here. This is how he is Tim's going to avoid the... getting scammed, but it's not because he became like technology literate. It was because he's like, this is colonization. I fucking yep. know it. Yep. <laughs> they'll look at me and they'll be like, I don't think you know what that word means. And I'll be like, I probably don't. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not putting my social security number on your fucking documentation. Man, I met in this parking lot that said he was selling me something. (laughs) What what could a man in an alleyway offer to sell you that would make you do that? That would make me give him my social security number? Or Oh, jeez. I wouldn't even give it at the hospital the other day, so I don't don't... think I'm giving it to a man in an alley. Do it. What, is, what do they need to fucking know my social security for? No, you're here to fucking make me stop coughing. I'm not going to give you my fucking social. I don't even Wait. know it. There I don't you have to go. call Jenna. <laughs> 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 I kind of feel like you buried the lead on that one, but okay. Did, did if I they, did uh, know it, I wouldn't give it to you. Well, I wasn't they, gonna. <laughs> did that end your colonization of the the first aid or the the minute clinic or wherever it was that you went no i was there for fucking hours and so they didn't say you have to give it or else we won't serve you no they didn't say that you know why because they don't need to know it in fact they don't need to know anything i didn't have to give them my insurance i didn't have to give them my name all i had to say was i don't have insurance or an id and then they have to treat me for free i was just falling into their fucking trap what wait what yeah. Hold on. 
I feel like you're going to get a rather large bill now at this point. Yeah, I probably will get a rather large bill. But you know where it's not going? Onto my social security fucking number. <laughs> I feel like you might have you might be missing out by the whole insurance not giving them that part. I, I did give them the insurance card. Oh, and then okay, they, they said, good. can you... Can you please tell us the name of the company that the insurance is under? And I said, I don't remember. Please. <laughs> no, please just help me. <laughs> I I have found myself in this position. <laughs> what insurance do you have? I don't know. I, they give me a card and I never yeah, think about it again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, Listen, where do I scan this? <laughs> I surprised I have, you guys I've... with two broken ribs. Like you didn't even know I had those when I walked in here. <laughs> I have gone to places and they've been like, what is your insurance? And I have said, I work for this company. And they'd be like, okay, we know what insurance they use. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's convenient. Oh, no. I don't, I don't even tell them. Also, I filled that all out online with the insurance information. Why are you fucking asking me again? Get your shit together. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Now you've started a thing. Now you've started to think. <laughs> Finally, the, the koi thing blew yes. past that. <laughs> no, the thing that drives me the most bonkers on this planet. I call a phone number. It has an automated message. It says, if you want this, dial one. If you want this, dial two. If you want this, dial three. So I enter the number. Then the next step, one, two, or three. Okay. Uh, then the next step. One, two, or three. So now I've given them like three points of information about why I'm calling. And then they're like, okay, we're going to put a person on the phone. And I'm like, great. I love talking to people in these situations. And then the person gets on the phone and then they ask me for every bit of the information yep. that I just gave. Yep. And I'm like, why? Why? What did you direct me? What purpose did any of my number dialing serve in my time? Is it just to stall till somebody could get to the phone? I think it, no, I think it is. Because when we were taking Lena to the emergency vet, they gave me like a 12 page, like piece of paper thing to fill out. And I like filled out the first couple and then like the the rest were just like repeated questions. And I'm like, why do yeah. I have to do this? And Matt's like, <laughs> yeah. Matt's like, calm down. It's just so you feel like you're doing something. This is psychological. <laughs> To make uh, you feel like you are helping and you are, it, they're giving you something to do. And I was like, well, shit. Like, damn. I, I have gotten to the point where I feel like they direct me with these phone things to like the same like seven people that are all sitting in a room. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand what any of this has done. It doesn't. Like, none of this do did anything. anything. Just wasting your time. And like, as Please far as like non-essential industry stuff goes like phone trees are so ineffective because like they're genuinely there for the people that are calling to get your hours and like yeah the basic information they can find online so anybody that's more competent than that phone tree is a waste of time it is uh i'm sorry i don't know i had to go on that little soapbox there no i just like I the ones it. where they're like key in your account number Okay, I keyed in my account number. And then the first thing they ask you for when you get off the, the, the phone with somebody, what's your account number? I just keyed it in. Like, you know. But you could have been what? a robot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let, okay, so one time I had to call my bank because there there was fraudulent charges on my card, blah, blah, blah. I had to cancel the card. That uh, The whole rigmarole. So I had called, and I was like, here's my account number. It, this is when I found out that the bank had my social security rocks. If you want to know how deep this goes, I won't <laughs> give the right number to fucking anyone. <laughs> 
but they asked for my social for security purposes. I gave them the correct number. They rejected me, hung up on me because I was a threat. They then called me back on the same phone number, but because I answered their call, they're like, yeah, you're cool. Yeah. Let's cancel your car. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. was this? You have my phone number. I literally talked to you, the exact same person, 30 seconds ago. Oh, right. my God. Right. The first time I tried to file my taxes... You end up, like, keying in some stuff. Like, this is going back years, right? So you key in some stuff on the phone. Uh, and then I, I I keyed in my birth date, and they were like, nope, you can no longer file because that's not your birth date. And I'm like, fuck. And that's when I found out they had the wrong birth date for me at the Social Security office. Great. Did they, or so were you born on that. a different day and your parents lied to you your whole life? Uh, it could have been that one, but we went with the first option. Oh no! Just so, fixing like, I went and, Yeah, we went and changed it to the one that I thought I knew. So, but that's I, a wild situation too. When you're like, uh, when they tell you your information's yeah. wrong, and I'm like, nah, uh gaslighting me. Yeah, and that's the thing. And like, they're always so sure that they're right, and I'm yeah. like. <laughs> I don't know where to go with you. They're because they're observing the ritual. <laughs> That's it. It it's written in the stone. It is permanent, and it is all they know. It is law. It is as K. A. Applegate foretold. <laughs> this book extends further than any of us could have dreamed. Everworld is the source of truth. <laughs> Okay, you do. You want to know what I genuinely do though with with reviews? Like whenever somebody asks me to review somebody in a survey, <laughs> like especially the ones where you call in, you're in a phone tree, you get a person, and then afterwards they're like, "Stay on the line to give like a 10 second review." I always review them, like unless they've really fucked me over. Looking at you, Lenovo, uh, I always <laughs> review them super fucking high, and then I always say, "Give this person a raise." Every single nice. time. I always Aww. demand that they get a raise because I just want them to have more money most of the time. Aw. That's very nice. That's a good way to live your life. Yeah, it's pretty good. I imagine, yeah. I mean, I at least hope that some people have gotten raises because of my reviews. Um, Probably, but not because of your comment. It should be. I've demanded imagine... as the customer they get a raise, and the customer is always right. That's Give the, these it's... people a raise. It's probably the perfect score on the, the, the metrics if they build up enough of those. I'm I think sure. that's yeah. yeah. But I do like the idea of somebody like walking into the place that I work and just like slamming on the table and just demanding that I get a raise. Yeah, I love doing that. And like even yeah. the people that were bad, I don't review them like badly. Like I might write in the comments like this situation fucking sucks. And like I, I did write for one of them that was like in a... <laughs> The phone call went very badly. The man had me on the line for two hours and it was just to run down my time because I was so livid. And I was like, you need to not put your employees in such a shitty position. This is on yeah, you mm -hmm. and your warehouse. We all know that they couldn't do anything about this and you yeah. need to stop putting them in this position. And like, that was my mean review. Yeah. That's like, I do like, true, though. and you never know, like maybe this, this person is just like a, like a, giant ray of sunshine every other day but they just got a bill from the irs saying that for ten thousand dollars <laughs> like right before or something like yeah. you never know like we went places there didn't we yeah we just had a lot to to get off our chest like <laughs> us and our adult problems people listening are like talk about the book <laughs> 
why don't you call and review us about it? Yeah, leave a review. <laughs> I wonder if if Animorphs Anonymous has a Google page listing with reviews. I'm gonna look it up. Oh my okay. god! All right, well do 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 some more recap. Well, okay. All right. So April has pointed to three very tall, very armored women gazing down at them. They have long swords and all sorts of other weapons, and they are swaggering and joking and jostling. David's like, I don't think they're Egyptians. Christopher, of course, starts making lewd jokes, and David's like, dude, the soldiers are scared of them. They have steel instead of copper weapons. Why don't you fucking calm down? An Egyptian official and a bunch of other accolades walk by, and the women start messing with them, as if letting the kids know that they are the ones in charge here. The official and his posse approach the kids and start welcoming them to Egypt, and much like the whole Sobek title thing, the guy starts firing off the names of all the various gods and Ra's and their various titles. And the kids are like, oh boy, we're going to be here for a while. One of the women warriors comes over and she's like, yeah, fuck this guy and lifts David up. She's like, hey, you guys really fucked up those dwarves. I'm going to sexually harass you now. Senna's like, hey, put him down. He's mine. And the woman, Princess Marope, puts David down and eyes Christopher, who chimes in that he's extremely available. She's like, all right, cool. I'm taking you guys to see the boss. April's like, the pharaoh? And Marope is like, no, he's extremely inbred and unhealthy. We're going to go see Pretty Little Flower, the queen of the Amazons and the actual ruler of Egypt. They are interrupted by one of the soldiers breaking rank and leaping into the water trying to swim away. Marope takes out her bow, but there is thrashing in the water around the man as crocodiles start attacking him. Marope then turns and shoots one of the other soldiers who had been mooning them, apparently. So the soldiers all scatter and Marope's like, well, anyway, that's enough fun. Let's go now. The kids look back and see the official still rattling off the names as though nothing has happened. The ritual was being observed. So a couple of things. One, I, I don't know how I would react if somebody walked up and says, hey, you did a really good thing. I'm going to sexually harass you now. I'd be like, oh, oh. Uh, the other thing. So, did y'all read it, or I guess I should ask you, Alex, did you read it as Marope also? Uh, I think so. Okay, yeah, that was the only way that I kept reading it, but I promise you I was terrified. I was like, I hope I'm not the first one that has to say this, because this has big Calliope energy, and I feel like I'm gonna get just, Dude. like, karma's gonna come back on me when I say this wrong, oh. but that was the only way I could read it. Yeah, I was doing, I, I do my notes by, by diction mostly, um, just to save myself some typing. And I went back and forth between Marope and Marope. And I was like, I don't, Marope doesn't sound great. And the phone had no fucking idea what I was talking about anyway, for either case. So It, uh, it, it sounds, you're Marope when you're having a bad day. When you just got less than a five on your... On your review, on your when I got a your sales call for ten thousand dollars from the IRS, yeah, gets me real maropey. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I read it Marope. Now I'm doubting everything. I no, I have no idea on this one. Well, it's all fun and games till we're getting mocked about our pronunciation. <laughs> Did you find any Animorphs Anonymous Google Marope. reviews? No, but I there was a review option in Google. I don't think we have a business profile, but we do have a podcast profile. And there was some really sweet things said about us on a Reddit thread, which was nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Huh. That's fun. 
Anyway, it is. It's fun. It's more fun than the alternative. <laughs> hey guys, guess what? What? Uh, it's Merope. Merope. So it's an exact calliope situation. It, it is. is. Oh my god! It absolutely is. Except we all did it, <laughs> and not just Alex this time. Wrong. Yeah. Oh, oh no! God damn Greeks. <laughs> How is it Merope and it's Calliope? It's not nope, Calliope. Nope, it's not Calliope. It's Calliope. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Broken clock and all. <laughs> I, for one, am just glad Jenna's not here right now. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. <laughs> Does that mean I'm on your side about Calliope now? I don't Did I just change know. sides? <laughs> I truly don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> the worlds can, have blended. Yeah. Can, just, every, everybody listening to this podcast, can we all just agree that it's pronounced Marope from now on and we just, yeah. we'll all move forward together? I think so. I think it's Marope. <laughs> but ask me like a couple years from now and god knows what will come out of my oh, mouth <laughs> fucking calliope <laughs> okay what is it it's uh, hold on it's merope 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 now that I've realized my pronunciation errors, it okay, it jives. All right, it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh. Are you caught up with Good Omens? No. Okay, cool. Wait, later this on. month, I hope. Anyways, I was gonna offer to do the the you were right, I was wrong dance, but that won't make sense. Until we get into it. Do it at Dragon Con. Maybe I'll watch. I won't. People will recognize it and they'll talk to me. <laughs> oh, that's true. And then I won't have anything prepared about, I won't have any highbrow commentary on Aziraphale and Crowley. And then I will look like an idiot. And I've already just done the Calliope thing again. I just, I can't handle this. I can't be any more wrong than I am currently. You know what? I did, I did think that the Calliope bit was. It was sort of like a, a single-use joke. I am very glad that we were able to double dip on that one and get you to do it again. Like That makes me very I, happy. I got a lot of mileage out of that. Joke. <laughs> Not only that, listen, you want to talk about getting more mileage out of, out of that? Fucking Dungeons and Dragon beams. When I knew the second that Jenna got to pick the type of hummingbird yeah, that she was going to get, and she yeah. was like, she, like, she didn't, she got the look on her face like ha 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 and she was like calliope hummingbird and i was like fuck <laughs> yes oh i just i can't mess it up there i play the smart one on that show i can't mess it up there the first time that alex is in some weird situation about some Greek or Amazon or whatever thing. It's pronounced Merope. Why can't they all just be called like 
brave little toaster or whatever the flower girl was like that i, I can pronounce all those pretty words little liars pretty little liars the like Egyptian every God. single time like i was i was dictating i was like pretty little li- nope flowers shit fuck i do really like brave little toaster though. brave little toaster's good it's my favorite of the egyptian god anubis and brave little toaster just, just hieroglyphics it's like bird i Guy doing the weird Z thing, and then toaster with smile on face. <laughs> and then, like, further on as you're translating the Rosetta Stone, it's like the, the little levers are down, and then the next one they're up, and the toast is coming out of the top of it, <laughs> all in hieroglyphics. That's the t-shirt. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> That's an incredible t-shirt. t-shirt. That's so good. Oh, that's like possibly the best merch idea we've ever had. The what T-E shirt. But it's what T-E and the hieroglyphics with the brave little toaster. In papyrus font. Of course it's papyrus font. And then we can just do a pronunciation guide for Calliope. I I need that t-shirt just for me. So okay, I gotta I gotta ask if if that were to become a T-shirt. No, no, I'm gonna I'm when? gonna put it into the universe. When that becomes a T-shirt, would it become an Animorphs Anonymous T-shirt, or would it become an Apple Grant Book Cast T-shirt? It's got to be Apple Grant Book Cast because it's not Animorphs. That makes sense. But it that is in our sense. Animorphs Anonymous feed. True, it's what we're also best true. known yeah. for. Yeah, we it's should just true. do Animorphs Anonymous. Let's just homogenize this. A word which I feel confident pronouncing. <laughs> That's because it's a cheese word. It's true. I've read it my whole life on all the Wait, cheeses. That word belongs to the chi? No, no, Tim. No, it doesn't. They can't it's even eat cheese. <laughs> so I said, I don't know if this is true or not, uh, but I saw somewhere in one of like the Animorphs groups, somebody posted a super early like pronunciation guide that like K. Applegate published like in a magazine or something about Animorphs. Mm-hmm. And they had like, you know, the hork the Elemis, blah, blah, blah. But they had Chi and they had it pronounced as like Che, which was wild. And like most huh. of the pronunciations, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I said. Or like, oh, yeah, I read Aritz completely wrong. Yeah, I get that. But that one, I was like, there's no fucking way. It's chi. Yeah, there's no other way to read that. No. Yeah. It's not even a a thingy. No, there's not. <laughs> be one of those times where I'd be like sitting across from K.A. Applegate, uh, Applegate and, and she would look at me and just be like, it's pronounced Shay. And I would just want to argue so bad. No, it's I'd not. Be like, I, I know you made it and I know it's your thing. And I know you literally get to make any of the rules around it. But come on. I feel like she's so fucking incredibly nice, though, that she'd be like, yeah. but of course, like, you can say it however you want. You're the reader. You're the one that takes away from my work. And oh my you're, you're right. You're allowed to say it how you read it. And then you'd be like, I'm the fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah I know. That's exactly what it would be like. I'd be like, you're right, Catherine. I am trash. I'm going to go. I'm going to go put myself in a trash can right now where I belong. Oh, no. I felt more loved by Catherine Applegate in the five minutes I've gotten to talk to her than almost anyone else in my entire life. 
I, uh, we're, I don't know. That had weird Senna vibes to it. I, think <laughs> I, I did weird Senna vibes. Did weird Senna. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, that's probably because at the end of the day, like, Michael Grant really gets me as a person. I, I do the whole Toy Story. That's a Michael Grant thing for sure, okay? <sighs> what have we done? Like, two chapters of this book? I... Something I feel like, like I'm derailing more than normal. <laughs> I feel like I'm derailing more than normal. It's okay. We're just riding the the, the train off the side of the cliff, and that's fine. <laughs> Going where Just the, like the brave little toaster. Just like the brave little toaster. Jumped riding off the Merope mer- train. Yeah. I'm probably I'm so I'm still gonna pronounce Merope probably. I'm gonna try not to, but Merope. <laughs> Merope. Your southern America. is getting so much better. It is. Hockey Padoki. The Amazons lead them through the city, which for the most part is quiet and deserted. There are priests and priestesses walking around with incense, but no other signs of life. Except Jaleel points out that there are kitties. Or cats. He meant to say cats. As it turns out, there are many kitties, like hundreds of them. April is like, cool, I love this. This is my dream. And she goes over towards a bunch of them and then screams because there's a dead guy over there and the cats are eating his face. And the Amazons are like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Anyways, let's move on. Senna has another internal monologue and remembers the time she had been 13 at the mall. She had just been told by her stepmother that she's starting to become a woman and men will start to notice her differently. So she's walking around wondering what she can do with this newfound power. She notices a young man of 17 or 18 watching her, and he has the glow. He turns from her and walks into the museum shop. She follows him, and he knows she is following. And she knows that he knows that that she's following. Anyway, he stops in front of a display for a moment and then moves on. She walks up to the display and reads the card, and it says Isis. She never saw the boy again. Back to now, she looks at the priests and priestesses, wondering if her mother is alive in this dead place. Okay, so th- this is exactly how I imagine that chapter getting written, is that Catherine is sitting in front of the computer, and she's typing about their, their journey, and then she's like, and then they see some cats. And then she looks over, and her cup of tea is empty, and she's like, oh, I'm going to go refill my cup of tea. And as she goes and refills the cup of tea, Michael Craig just runs in and sits at the keyboard and says, and they're eating a person. <laughs> and then he gets up and runs back out. <laughs> But also, this goes further, like, so that that kid had the glow, right? And he was probably trying to lead Senna somewhere. Like, somebody is pulling the strings one way or another. But it goes right back to that whole lady in the driveway. Like, how many people in our world are dabbling in the other world? And they mention that in this book. There's, It's like one throwaway line, I think, Senna Mm -hmm. or her mom, that talks about people who are attuned to Everworld. Mm -hmm. Goddamn. Also... I just want to say right here, right now, that if I didn't like Jaleel before, which I do, I am now devoted to him forever because of his oh, kitties. He's so <laughs> Dude, excited. So literally every time a dog comes within like my eyesight, I'm like, puppy. Literally happens every time. When he said kitties and he's like, oh, no, cats. I'm like, no, dude, just kitty. Just be who you are. <laughs> Those are kitties. Kitty. Those are kitties. I, yeah, I related deeply. Whenever I'm out, like, walking dogs, (laughs) and I see a cat, I'm like, kitty. 
And then I and then I try and talk to it, and I'll be like, "Hi, Kiki, you're so cute." Blah blah blah. And then I'm like, "I'm literally catcalling this cat. <laughs> I'm a bad person." <laughs> what What is the thing that we have with it? Because like, yeah, like we look at a dog, we're Poppy, Kitty, Kitties. Mm-hmm. We were driving down the road, cows, horses, yeah. burb. Like, yeah. what is our? What is the thing? Why? Why are we? Why do we do? Uh, I think it's because of the inherent incitement, excitement of dealing with a creature that's not going to speak to us. Oh, I think that's what it is. What a delightful way to put. That. Yeah, that's that's so so mythical the way yeah. that you yeah. said it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many dogs have called me on the phone and tried to sell me insurance? <laughs> none. One. None. None dogs. None dogs. <laughs> if they did. Listen up, I'd buy insurance, buy insurance people. Insurance. I'd yeah. buy your insurance. <laughs> and that's how the chi were born. It's full circle. <laughs> Have you heard about Pemolite insurance? God forbid your car goes more than five feet into the ocean. We won't cover that. That's an act of Elemist. Act of Elemist. Act of Elemist. Oh, that's another t-shirt. I know. Okay. Shall I continue? Yes. All right. They find Pretty Little Flower, not on her throne, but singing Respect by Aretha Franklin to a group of other Amazons. She is tall and of ambiguous race and has beautiful armor and a jeweled scimitar and a small peculiar disc, a hatch throwing disc, which she almost immediately throws at Christopher's head, but cuts him across the cheek because he spoke out of turn. And said something, I don't know. I don't remember what he said. Um, Anyway, she's like, yes, no man will speak to me unless invited. Merope, who are these people? Merope explains that they are the ones that destroyed the dwarf dam. She requests to see David's sword, which he hands over carefully. She examines it and determines that it is not his. And he explains that it is Galahad's. One of the other Amazon is like, that's my father! Pretty Little Flower is like, you may keep this sword, but if you even twitch to use it against me, I will fucking kill you. Oh, and I see you are familiar with this throwing disc that I have. And David's like, yes, we know the coup hatch. She's like, yeah, their blades are so cool. If we had a hundred of these, we would rule the entirety of Everworld. And then she turns to Senna and says, hey, you're a witch. Senna rolls an intimidation check, but Pretty Little Flower rolls higher, and Senna starts to feel a little fear. Pretty Little Flower is like, enough of this. Let's eat. We will sing of the goddesses Aretha, Joni, and Madonna. Senna is like, my mom is definitely here if she brought modern music to Everworld. She was always very hippy-dippy and loved beads and candles and yoga music and invited women over to practice Wicca and talk about the goddess and smoke pot. And as they would grow increasingly more stoned, they would put on other music, like Aretha. Yes, her mother was still alive. I still hate the term coup hatch. Yeah. Yeah, same. I'm just, it's not, I'm not getting used to it. It's not good to sound. Mm Mm-mm. I still think it's an acronym for something. Acronym? Anagram. Initialism. No, what's it, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke from, like, a hundred episodes ago. It is. Mer- merope. 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 It's like therapy. 
Okay, that's how I'll remember okay. it. Okay. Oh, that's good. Therapy yeah. for Merapi. what I'm gonna do alright keep going yep sure pretty little flower leads them through the building through mazes of pillars with hieroglyphs through open courtyards and finally to a room with a stone platform priestesses line before the altar chanting quietly and on top of the platform is what looks to be a statue of a winged woman but she's too real to be a true statue she is covered in dust and devoid of life pretty little flower says this is Isis she just sits there all day and listens to the prayers and watches the rituals. Pretty Little Flower goes on to say that all of the gods are still here and they still have their powers, but the Amazons rule because the gods are too busy being worshipped. Then she says, come here, my witch, and Senna thinks she is talking to her until one of the priestesses stands up and gets a look at her face. It's her mother! Pretty Little Flower is like, oh shit, you two are related, huh? Well, that's not great for me. And the Amazons draw their bows. Pretty Little Flower says, I don't... I don't think you should put your bows away while these witches are in my presence. Then the Amazons turn and shoot Isis right in the eye. Isis doesn't move, and after a moment, the arrows dissolve and disappear. I guess that was, like, some kind of a power move. I'm not quite sure. Pretty Little Flower is like, Okay, you Amazons watch the witches. I'm taking the rest of these fools, and we're going to have a barbecue. So they leave. And Senna and her mother start talking. Well, kind of. It's very awkward. Mom is like, So, have you been... And Senna finally loses it. And she's like, you abandoned me for 10 years in a world where everything sucks. No big deal. How have you been, mother? Mom is like, yeah, well, it kind of sucks here, too. And then she goes on to explain that she felt the powers watching and searching for her. And that it was dangerous for both of them to be in the same place. And she would have been found and dragged across the border and used as a gateway. Just like Senna had been. And then she came back over to hide in Everworld as that's the last place they were expecting. She thought maybe they wouldn't find Senna. And then she finally admits that she wasn't doing very well in the real world, barely making ends meet and doing whatever she could to not get a regular office job because she was lost and scared. Senna is like, great, so you just ran away because you didn't like your life. And her mom's like, I didn't belong there, but I thought I could give you a chance to belong there. Senna at this point is about to scream. She is an inconvenience to her mother, and that's the whole reason she was abandoned. She's like, man, I really thought I was going to find a powerful priestess working for a powerful goddess, not this shithole. Her mom tells her that Egypt used to be great, but the gods retreated further into the ritual, and everything just kind of spiraled down from there. The pharaohs are so inbred that they basically can't rule, and the vizier sent emissaries around Everworld seeking help from other gods to intervene and snap the Egyptian gods out of it, but nothing came of it, and society basically fell into ruin. Sun is like, okay, so that's why you serve the Amazons now. And the mom is like, yes, and don't you fucking screw it up for me. And Senna's like, all right, well, you're pathetic. She tries to rationalize to herself that, okay, she doesn't matter to her own mother. That's fine. She prefers to be on her own anyway. The mom is like, did you just come here to hurt me? And Senna says, no, I came here to use you. You are going to be a portal for the coup hatch. And that's Senna's mom. Yeah. She's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, she kind of sucks. The whole, the, did you just come here to hurt me? Oh I was like, God. fuck you. I, <laughs> yep. 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 Your daughter that you abandoned at like very young age to live with people she didn't know in a world that she was ill prepared for. And yeah, she just came back here to hurt you. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So I do really like 
the concept of like the gods are basically like just completely useless and immobile because they're like they're just being worshipped. And like there was a line in here about like if you want to have your ass kissed, you have to hold your ass very still. That's like that's just that's just a really cool like like turn like direction to take like a pantheon of deities. I don't know. I thought it was really interesting. It uh it, it sort of like like lends itself to the idea that the gods are created uh-huh. by whatever like belief. Yeah. And so they're like, this is how they live. This is what they do. This is how they are. Mm-hmm. You know. And then there's no like. There's no deviating or going outside of that for any reason. Mm-hmm. So if you have a people that are real into like standing still and and being very ritualistic, then that's how your your deities will be. Mm-hmm. It's like well, a really nice uh, different facet of like the Greek idea of like yeah. you would worship your gods when they walk among you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like. They alluded to that in in the Greek book where they were like, the gods don't change. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's like yeah, really that's reinforced same. here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, even if they can see, or we won't even say if they can see, even if it's like their doom is impending, the, the, the train's coming to run them over and there's nothing they can do to get off the track. You know? I don't Fucking know. I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sam's mom is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, no, I'm not gonna. Mm. Well, okay. Here's Sen why. Senna's the worst. Senna's the worst. Okay, like from an from an evil perspective, Senna is the worst. Yes. But there is something I feel like that happens in in most people's lives where you have that moment where you see your parents and you understand that they are fallible. They aren't they aren't whatever you built them up to be in your mind when you were a kid. And for Senna to have this moment and to have built her mom up so much because she was going to be a great witch and then seeing just how f- human she was. Senna's mom's way more human than Senna is. Yes. And like that's got to that that's gotta hurt <laughs> mm-hmm. from what she was expecting. Yeah. That's a wild sentence, and that has sort of like I'm gonna have to to sit on that one for a while. That Senna's mom is way more human than Senna is. It's profound. I like it. Yeah. Senna comes back to the others, and Pretty Little Flower is singing Madonna to an enraptured crowd. Senna goes to sit between David and April, and April's like, how did it go with your mom? And Senna's kind of like, well, you know. April puts a comforting hand on her arm, and Senna is amazed. This is where she mentions that April is the creature, which was gross to me. Um, And she decides to ruin this moment by whispering to April's ear that the Amazons use men to get pregnant, and if it's a girl, they train them up or sell the weaker ones to slavery. And if it's a boy, they abandon them to the wilds. April's like, what the fuck, dude? And David's like, anyway, so what did your mom say? And Senna's like, oh, she won't do it because she sucks. And also it would probably lure Loki and Kaanor. Also, all the Amazons are stealing all the shit out of Egypt. And my mom may rat us out to the Amazons because they are in cahoots. At this point, Pretty Little Flower gets up and goes over to Christopher, looks at April and asks, is he yours? 
And April's like, no, this one's mine, and puts her arm around Jaleel. Pretty Little Flower grabs Christopher's hand and leads him out of the room, and he is super psyched about it. Merope takes them to a garden house as honored guests, and Pretty Little Flower would be so disappointed if they left in the night. There is no war in Bossing Say. And then leaves to go guard the front door. <laughs> That's what it was, though! That's yep. what it yep. fucking was. Anyway. Uh, so once they're inside and have privacy, Jaleel is like, we are so fucking screwed, aren't we? And David's like, yep. Then Jaleel and David go back and forth about how the Amazons are good and smart and adaptable and doing much better than the Egyptians. And April's like, you guys just like the big boobies. Also, they're probably going to kill Christopher. Senna is like, no, they're not. They're going to keep him around as breeding stock. She won't kill him until she's pregnant. Jaleel is like, cool. Senna, you're the only one who can get out of here. Why don't you go get Sobek since he's the only one still functioning? And David is like, yeah, we can cut a deal with him to try to get your mom and ourselves out of here. And Christopher, I guess. April is like, I'll be a distraction for Pretty Little Flower. I can teach her some songs that, that, that she doesn't know yet. And David's like, Senna, if you do this, we will all like you better. And Senna's privately thinking, well, that means nothing to me. But she confidently says, I'll take care of it. Okay. <laughs> how, how important in, in terms of this story, how important was it that April said, this one is mine, and then sort of like claimed Jaleel super important to me I feel like it was uh-huh. yeah I feel like it was a big thing uh-huh. I, I too feel like it was a, a big thing that's why I kept it in there but Senna's <laughs> got her head so far up her own ass with her own bullshit she never even understood how momentous of an occasion this was right right I'm gonna say it. I I ship Jaleel in April. <laughs> I, I feel like I've said it before. Yeah. Would it be a a preel a a pleal? Jaleel, but but slightly different. Jaleel, but slightly different is really good. Yeah. I do like that one. Actually, that's the ship name now. It's Jaleel, but slightly, slightly, slightly different. different. <laughs> Hell yeah. They've had chemistry from the beginning, I feel like. I feel like they have. And, like, I feel like there's always been, like, you could you could always sort of parse out a little bit of, like, they butted heads, but in a way that was more constructive than Christopher right. and everybody right. else. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this move for Christopher was choice. It's, it's it's like you get like prime good Christopher. Yeah. Right. There's none of the the extra garbage stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's just a a a person in an unreal situation that I guess thinks they know what they're in for, but are completely unaware of what they're in for and it cannot be funnier yeah christopher i think he really feels like he is prepared for so much more than he is prepared for (laughs) but then he well i'm I'm getting ahead his attitude when he comes back afterwards as if it was 
like you know that's 100% not what he was expecting but it was the way he defends it yeah like it was the right thing and I just I this isn't what I thought but this is what I genuinely needed they needed <laughs> <laughs> Shape-shifting comes easily in Everworld. She has been doing it since she was a child. They had tried to be a happy family, but her stepmother would only read to April at night and not her. Senna would sit outside the bathroom door and listen to the stories. She didn't like most of them, but she did like The Hobbit. She identified with Gollum, who was lost and cut off from the world. She could picture him so clearly, and she looked over into the metal trash can next to her and saw his reflection staring back at her. She touched her face with webbed hands. That night, when April was asleep, she snuck into April's room and started whispering in Gollum's voice. She would always treasure the memory of April screaming, and how it took both of her parents an hour to get her back to sleep. She had to read the rest of The Hobbit on her own, but at least she had Alice in Wonderland and the Red Queen to look forward to later. Cut back to now, she runs out of the house. Merope takes a look, and all she sees is a rat. Jalila is like, we don't like rats, and closes the door back up. Once Senna is out of sight, she's like, there's a lot of cats here. I'm going to demorph. And then she becomes her mother so that no one will bother her in the streets. Once she reaches the deserted river, she sticks her hand in, repeats Sobek's title, and summons an audience with him. He pops up shortly thereafter, and he's like, yo, thanks for destroying the dam, but I still can't come into Egypt until I know Isis is cool with me. Senna tells him about how the gods are basically dead, the Amazons are stealing all the gold, how it's up to him to retake the city. Kill the Amazons, be the only god in Egypt, but in exchange, leave her and her compatriots alone so they can leave. Sobek's like, hell yeah. Senna turns around to see her mother standing in the middle of the road. Mom says, I tried to do what was best for everybody. I really tried, you know? And Senna's like, what the fuck did you do, mom? What did you do? And then she feels him, feels his power. It's Merlin. Dun, dun, dun. I did not see that coming at all. I did not oh, see the Merlin twist. No, I knew yeah. her mom would betray her, but I did not see the Merlin. Well, yeah. I, I feel like we should have known that Merlin wasn't done in the story, but it had been so long since we've seen him that I didn't think about him coming back. Yeah, that's fair. But I did love that he came back. Yeah. It's sort of like we, we had gotten away from the story that was taking place in the first couple books, and this started sort of wrapping it back around. It made me happy. We should have seen it with the Galahad sword callback. They did specifically remind us just slightly earlier that this was about to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what? So I just had a Casey moment where I was like, as soon as you said that, I'm like, yeah, I should have seen that. I didn't. I didn't sure think about didn't. it at all. Sure, it never occurred to me. Um, nope. Same, same, but, quite but honestly. Alex just Caseyed me and, and <laughs> taught me something. Yep, I should have seen that. What is foreshadowing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just, I just thought that was like so random. I didn't make that connection either. I was like, oh look, an Easter egg. It's Galahad's daughter, and then we never saw her again. But no, you're right. It was to be like, hey, remember the book with the Merlin and the Galahad? Hello, children. You know, look at me over-explaining my sword. There couldn't possibly be a reason for that. (laughs) But, like, I thought that was such a weird, like, throwaway thing. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know why that was in there. Right. Oh, that's my dad. That's my dad. What? It's weird. 
If it was a cartoon, that would absolutely be the moment where like somebody's giving a speech and then the random in the back of the audience that they animated is like, <laughs> that's my dad. <laughs> All right, random, back to the plot. Yep. <laughs> I'm going, I'm art, going school. art school. <laughs> <laughs> so we're the same person. Oh my well, God. Be, I just, I like, I don't know, like how... How did y'all get separated at birth? Like, that's my question. I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> they tried to separate us as far as they possibly could. They only got to Canada, but they did their best. <laughs> my face hurts from smiling. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, shit. All right, shit's about to fucking pop off. Cause oh yeah, this whole thing. This whole thing is the last chapter. This was like a crazy fucking chapter. I'm. That's what I was like. I had to message y'all and be like, stuff just went wild. Yeah. Yes, it like, did. Just, it it like, just went it goes wild. From, like a very very steady incline to like boing. Like, <laughs> in terms of what the fuck, ha- it just. There were multiple points I had to reread full pages because yeah. I'd get done. And I'd be like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but let me tell you, this is the kind of chaos. Like, this is why I enjoy stories is for chaos like this next chapter. Oh, man. It's so much. <sighs> you guys ready? Yep. Okay. So Merlin's here and Senna's like, fuck. And her mother has the gall to look both guilty and relieved. Triumphant, even. She is giving Senna away to Merlin, just like she gave her away to her father. Senna is struggling not to cry. Merlin is like, come with me. We'll ride away from here on my dragon friend that I brought. And then a voice goes, hey, Merlin, what are you doing here? And it's Christopher. Senna seizes on this chance and screams, Christopher, kill my mother, and draws on the power. She reaches out to Christopher and makes him sort of lurch forward, but it's a feint. And Merlin falls for it, reaching out with the power to seize Christopher. Senna takes this opportunity to scream, Amazons, your queen consort is being murdered. Pretty little flower, your witch has betrayed you. She can hear doors slamming and voices shouting, and she tries to run, but Merlin grabs her. Senna's mother takes off, and Merope is like, what the fuck is going on over here? Senna says that this old man tried to kill the queen's consort and rape her, and Merope charges forward in a rage, but Merlin freezes her with magic. The other Amazons attack, and Senna tries to run, but Merlin holds all of them with the power. Senna tells Christopher to take his sword, but then Merlin freezes Christopher again as well. So he's holding, like, six people or some shit. (laughs) Um, Senna tries to move as Merlin starts calling for the dragon. Then Pretty Little Flower and a dozen Amazons come running up, demanding that Merlin release her cuddle lamb. And Senna's like, what the fuck is a cuddle (laughs) lamb? As did I at this moment. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, And the Amazons draw their bows on Merlin. Merlin looks pretty screwed, but then a dragon flies overhead, and he's like, hey, look, I have a dragon. Listen, I just want the witch. Senna knows that Pretty Little Flower is not interested in a battle she can't win and will bargain. But Senna also knows that Merlin is starting to tire, and she starts to slowly move her foot. She's running calculations in her head about what moves she can make, how unpredictable this game of chess was. But then she spots a winning move. She harnesses all her power, and Pretty Little Flower cries out in pain and clutches her stomach, and the Amazons release their arrows. Merlin has to stop them, and Senna makes a break for it. 
She runs up some steps and through a door, locking it before Merlin can catch up with her. She is tired, but also realizes that she's in a room with a god with ram's horns, with desiccated corpses at his feet. He's unmoving and covered in cobwebs, and she decides not to worry about it. Drawing on her powers again, she crosses over into the real world. She knows the Watcher sees her, but she is too desperate to care. She searches for her loyal followers, one in particular, the new one. She forms the image of the Great One and appears in Keith's bedroom, where he's at a computer trolling people in an AOL chat room. She's like, hey, Keith, it's time to prove your worth. And he's like, how the fuck did you get in here? She's like, I'm a ghost. Anyway, are you ready to grab all your weapons and stand at my right hand? She can hear Merlin banging and calling for the dragon, knows the dragon is about to melt the door down with his fire. Keith opens the footlocker, shoving guns and ammo into his pockets and belt. And Senna finally opens the gateway. She is in ecstasy with the rush of power, and they are in two places at once. A confederate flag appears at the temple of the Ram God. But she can feel not only the Watchers, but so many more. Loki and Kaanor and many others. She snaps back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. And she is a teenage girl again. Keith is staring at her wildly. She's like, surprise, bitch, it was me. Listen, a dragon is about to bust through that door. Shoot it and the old man with him. Then the door fucking just melts and the dragon sticks his head in. Senna touches Keith's shoulder to give him that little extra push that he needs. And then his submachine gun just starts erupting into the dragon, tearing it with bullets. At first, the dragon seems surprised, maybe a little insulted. But then all of a sudden, he collapses to the floor, dead. Senna is like, okay, now go kill the old man. But Keith is ecstatic and high off what he just did. He starts firing the gun again on the ram god, and Senna's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Outside in the streets, there's massive amounts of crocodiles crawling over the corpses of their fallen ones and tearing priests apart, and the Amazons are standing up on top of monuments shooting down at them. Sobek himself has grown 20 feet tall and is walking down the streets, crushing his own crocodiles, headed towards Pretty Little Flower and the Amazons. They turn their bows on him, and he's completely unbothered by 20 shafts in his face. Pretty Little Flower reaches for the Kuhatch steel, and Senna shouts a warning to Sobek. He manages to dodge it, grabs Pretty Little Flower, shakes her senseless, and throws her to the crocodiles. The Amazons are like, fuck this shit, we're out. Sobek is like, I was right to spare you, witch. What is your wish? Senna says she would like to get to Isis's temple, so he picks her up and puts her on his shoulder. He's like, you and your friends have until noon tomorrow to get out of my city. And he drops her off at the temple. She collapses into David's arms, and he grabs her and they lock themselves in. Senna tells him that Pretty Little Flower is dead and they have to get out by noon. Christopher is like, oh, that's too bad. She was okay. By the way, we totally didn't do it. We just cuddled. David's like, anyway, we have your mom. Senna's like, where is she? I'll kill her. Jaleel steps out from the shadows and says, we cut a deal with her. She'll help the Kuhatch escape in exchange for your forgiveness. Senna's like, that just means she wants to know she's safe from me. Jaleel nods and says that once she's in a safe place, she will help the Kuhatch. She's also sorry about everything and she knows she wasn't a good mother. And maybe Senna was right about her and he starts sobbing. Senna's like, oh, I see what's going on here. She's like, you went to Isis, pretty little flower, Merlin, when all along I could have been the one to save you. Jaleel melts into the image of her mother. Senna is like, you hold up your end of the bargain and I won't harm you. I'll never see you again. Senna's mom is like, maybe I could be good for you, though. I could teach you. But Senna turns her back on her pleading mother and walks away. It should have been the perfect moment of vindication. But all she feels is hollow. And that's this book. I will say that that is easily 
top five most chaotic chapters. Of, yeah. No, that's like the most buckwild chapter Fucking of anything I've ever. Nuts. So, one, we talked about how like there's a point where you cross like an evil line, and it's like okay, I can no longer, no matter what's happened to you, I can't like. The moment you import a Nazi for your plan, yeah, like there's no like I can't. There's no justification. Like you, yeah, I you, your childhood sucked. Like I, yeah, I hate that for you. But like, come on now. But then I'm like reading this, and I'm like, this this chapter's chaos, man. This is just complete chaos. And then they go outside, and the crocodile wars are on. <laughs> and I was like, this is the greatest chapter I've ever read. Like <laughs> this is this is so amazing. Like there is just madness everywhere right now. It's so crazy, and like, fucking. 20 foot tall Sobek just like marching through the streets yeah. like crushing his own like children I was like what the fuck yeah sorry Alex go ahead no the the cinematic moment of I... the dragon the door melting turning into molten lava collapsing in front of them and then the submachine gun firing like yeah. that is insanity that that is buck wild but like the the whole Sobek the two the only reason that he's still alive and still thriving in Egypt is because he was locked out of where he was supposed to like there's a whole other like yeah. thing to analyze there but like I can't do it because a dragon just got shot with a submachine gun. <laughs> I do like I want that like I want an Everworld movie or TV show just for that scene just for that like one minute of where you have this like crazy redneck guy shooting a dragon while Senna runs outside and there's a giant 20-foot crocodile god walking down the street chomping on Amazons. Let me... Can I just direct this scene real real quick? So imagining the dragon in the style of Game of Thrones, okay? Comes to the door, is loosing fire, and you get the shot of the dragon on the outside, side shot, wide shot going at the door it cuts to the inside where you just see like the very like star wars lightsaber coming through where it just like starts Mm -hmm. bubbling up and then like you know it goes to the whole door and it collapses down and there's this moment of like the total like the door like liquefies onto the floor and you hear like the plopping and the bubbling and everything and then you see that shot of the dragon snout through the door like so large you don't even think it's gonna fit any further and then it's just that like slow build of like born in the usa or something like that <laughs> you know what fuck that let's go miley cyrus party in the usa oh my slow god build, and you hear the machine gun fire rip through the next shot you don't see the bullets being fired you just hear it the next shot is the outside shot of the dragon like standing into there still like fully like looking bristling and intense and then it just collapses and that's when you pan mm-hmm. back over the city and the crocodiles are coming out of the river and like yeah. bubbling and everything and then you Dude. just see like the Godzilla shot of the one foot coming down on like five crocodiles and crushing them to death and then the next footstep and then it like pans out even further. Fuck yeah. yeah. The only thing that we have to do yeah. like cause this, this sounds like a ton of fun. We have to change Keith's character. Okay. Because, like, Keith's character, on the whole, entirely not fun, entirely unlikable, entirely awful, no redeeming qualities. So what we're going to have to do is change him from crazy Nazi 
into something where we, no, we could watch this. No, and Tim, I've solved it. We just have to change the music. It just has to be creep. We have to play the song creep oh, as this okay. starts. Okay, okay, okay. So that it's very clear that we're not okay with Keith. Yeah, we're. N- it's not that. a party in the USA. It's not a party in the USA. But okay. he is a creep. He is a weirdo. What the hell is he doing here? <laughs> he doesn't belong here. He there. doesn't belong here. Now it all adds up. Oh, no. Or as long as we all know that we are, in this case, rooting for Dragon. Dragon is not going to win. Dragon, But we are rooting for Dragon. Wait, we are rooting for Dragon. We do want the Dragon to just keep shooting that fire right in. Also, secondarily, rooting for Sobek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's the real, you know, that's the real redemption story. Sobek's coming home. Yeah. His homecoming. So back coming, coming back. home. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's like the only part of this. Like it's it's like this super amazing chaos chapter. Keith still sucks. Yeah. And now he's loose in Everworld. <laughs> With a gun. It's the same thing that Casey talked about. I don't know if you remember talking about this. But you had mentioned uh, that you didn't like the idea of, or uh, I hope I'm not like, Mis misremembering this, but you didn't like the idea of people like Keith being controlled by other people because then it sort of takes the the blame away from why they're doing what they're doing. Someone float. I think it was like Jaleel floated the idea that like shitty people come from ever or like evil comes from yeah. Everworld, and I didn't like right. that. Okay. Um, I I think you still get sort of like like elements of that though like when she puts her hand on her shoulder like how much of this is senna driving and how much of this is keith i i still got to assume that keith is awful I, and keith would have been awful I, if senna had never been around i mean but like oh god no casey go i mean sh- like it says in the text like she just gave him the little push that he needed right right so and i think so it was like, mostly him but yeah it yep. was just like maybe he was just like hesitating because he's like what the fuck's going on that's exactly what i was gonna say He's the only part of this chapter that I don't like. Like, if that makes sense. Senna is still evil, but she's Everworld evil. And I, so, like, it's not real. Yeah. Like, Keith is real evil. And so, like, like everything else here is fun, even though it's, like, chaotic and awful what's happening. Keith's not fun. And I realized that, like, the point was that she had to get one of her followers, and Keith is the most charged because he's had right. the conflict with Christopher Angelio. But, like how much like like they could have done this in a way where like she just grabs like a soldier off of the base and you port him into a new world there's a dragon he's probably gonna shoot it that that's that's i guess the solution right there right like that makes it more fun even if it's a soldier that we like instantly like you look at him and you're like man i do not like this guy like you know whatever like he's the type of guy who would go in and shoot a dragon without thinking about it okay but like that would make the that would still make it all more like it would complete my my fun it would make this scene this chapter more fun but i feel like this could potentially contribute to a larger idea which is that we have been so concerned about everworld getting into like the real world and and tainting it and uh. bringing evil we never stopped to consider the evil that they could bring to everworld and ruin it the other way well they did hang on 
They did. Remember, they mentioned bringing disease, bringing germs yeah. to Everworld, mm-hmm. infecting it. This is the insidious disease that they're bringing to Everworld. It's Nazis. They are the fucking problem. Even, okay, on like a lesser scale than the Nazis, uh, which again, like I'm talking about my fun video, my fun, my fun like right. movies. This is scene. still a book that we're trying to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. If we talk, go back to talking to the book, then yes, we have to acknowledge Keith's existence. Uh, but um, we did talk about this though, didn't we? With Jaleel's kindness. We did talk yeah, about we did, with the gun bringing and gun in, into Everworld and that causing... But that was subconscious. This was a conscious choice to bring evil. That's true. That's true. I hope Sobek steps on Keith. Oh, me too. Or any manner of torturous. He... I hope the kitties eat him. <gasps> Do it, Michael Grant. Do it. Cats <laughs> defeat Nazis. Cats defeat Nazis. Either that or, or he goes to Hell's Domain. Oh, 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 what if that's where he ends up as a cobblestone cobblestone heads? We talked about this last time. Cobblestone heads. Did we say that cobblestone heads was a band name? Yep. Because that does yep. sound like probably yep. that does sound like yep. that sounds like I just we ended this that conversation. Yep. <laughs> that sounds exactly where we would land. Actually, that sounds like where would we would land every episode is that cobblestone yeah. heads should be a band name. Yeah, I feel like eventually we're going to slot so nicely into all the jokes we've already established that every episode will just be the same joke somehow. That's yeah. It's going to be... <laughs> Have you listened to the new Animorphs Anonymous? Uh, it's all Calliopes and Cobblestone Heads anyway at this point. Calliopes and Cobblestone Heads is a pretty good band <laughs> <That's a> name. Good <laughs> <name>. <laughs> oh. Dude, okay, so... <laughs> one one detail that I kind of left out of this chapter that it, I just thought of. Um, so, like, after Keith shoots the dragon and he's all like, Woo, did you see that? I killed it. That was awesome. The Bram God actually, like, twitches a little bit yeah. and starts to move. And then Keith just, like, spins around, starts laying into him. And I'm just like, this is, like, the perfect precursor to what this means for the gods of Everworld. Oh, that, yeah. like, this is just, like... This is bad. <laughs> this is fucking bad. Yeah. Okay, but like, like the thing that I need to know is what happens to the Ram God when he gets shot by human bullets. Like, does, is it? Oh. It does. Does Ram God just be like, mortal, right. and then go step on him, or is Ram God injured? Because because they shot Isis in the eye, and the the things just yeah. kind of disintegrated. So it's uh-huh. like, yeah, does he survive, or is this the thing that like is this a is god this a killing? Problem? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's up, Alex? Well, one, I'm I'm still I'm still reeling over Tim's. What does the Ram God do? Bah ha ha. I missed it. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's no. so good. <laughs> what if? What if? What, what if? if? Guns are brought into Everworld. They go find the heads of the different cities and whatnot, which could be gods in certain cases and could be uh, uh, other entities in other cases. I think we would uh, probably, just to make it simple, we would just call them, I guess, the kings. So if people were to go in with the guns and start killing all the kings and then they were to tell the stories about it later, would this then become the King Killer Chronicles? Yes. Yes. 
And in that joke, you have just inspired something else in me. What are the two things that we got in this in this book as inspiration of Senna? One, she thinks she's Gollum, which is amazing because she's like the weird mishap, mishappen creature that has all the power and magic of this world and just doesn't have the capability to deal with it. Two, Alice in Wonderland off with their heads. We're going to start chopping off heads of kings and queen, which brings me to my next point, which is the red queen theory in biology, which is that everybody has to rush forward at amazing speed just to keep up. And that's like normally used as like a thing for evolution, right? Like to stay in the same place and to survive in this niche that you have, you have to evolve and move quickly. And that's exactly what the gods aren't doing. It's all coming together. I love how you just Dude. broke into full PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. In the, the, which brings me to my next point. <laughs> yeah. My next slide click. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like this is, a, okay, this is, mm, this is so good. If we're going with this Red Queen theory here, and like this entire book is just a commentary on how if you can't adapt and survive, you lose. And so we take that. We just introduced Alice in Wonderland. We just introduced technology. All of the gods are going to lose. This is the foreshadowing that Everworld is about to collapse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I have to start book 10 right now. I know. I'm like, fuck. Things just we can't. We have Surprise Attack Book Club tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is buck wild. Like I I have so many fucking theories, right? I need a board and some red yarn. I need to do something. Yeah. Okay, we are going to finish book 10 before Dragon Con. That is good. Okay. Is it? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean we won't be in the middle of a book at Dragon Con. Oh, like, okay, got you. So we won't be sitting there while ever, like all of our other friends are like hanging out. Like, oh just my like, god, we only see each other like once a year. This is so great. And we're like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Do you know what Senna's doing right fucking now? <laughs> shut up, everybody. We have to talk about this. Because <laughs> they're being too loud. We should have... <laughs> We should have set something up to do uh, a full in-person Animorphs oh. Anonymous. We got to submit that next year. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I won't be here next year. Where are you going? I I don't know. I think I'm, I honestly think after book 12, I'd turn into a rat and you leave me on an island. <laughs> like, that's my No, I'd kill you. Fear. Listen, I'm an adult. <laughs> I would outright slaughter you because I'm at that point in my life. <laughs> These kids are all like, open our morals. And you're just like, get it done. <laughs> I know how this ends. I'm not going to go to Cryak. I'm not going to have the arc. Listen, you're dead. <laughs> it's an active elemist. This is an active elemist. You're gone. <laughs> That's your new hypothetical question to ask your friends. To, to gauge your level of friendship. If I was an evil boy, would you trap me in the body of a rat and kill me? I, yeah. I would never ask Alex that question because I know what the answer would be. Looking in a heartbeat, no question. You're dead. Sorry, yeah. you're gone. I mean, but think about it this way. This is really more for you than me because you won't have to suffer in the body of a rat abandoned on an island for years. It'll just be over. You're welcome. You know, what the, 
there were a lot of people who would say that would be the more humane way to handle that situation. I'm not saying I'm picking sides here. I'm just saying I've heard the argument made. Oh, stop. You're making me want to read Animorphs again. (laughs) I so desperately want to read Animorphs again. So mad. Uh, What kind of world do we live in where the Animorphs podcasters can't read Animorphs? (laughs) I think a brutal one. That's not fair. Something's wrong. (laughs) What if I start reading Animorphs in secret? I don't know. That feels kind of Animorphs to me. (laughs) That does feel a little bit. That feels pretty on brand. Like. I'm going to sneak out to a construction site alone at night to go read Animorphs. <laughs> so no one will find me in my dark secret. Some pipe will fall over while Alex is in the construction site, and she's going to think that it's the aliens landing. She's going to be like, fuck yeah, I've trained my whole life for this. <laughs> Give me that blue box. I'm ready to go. <laughs> this book was really good. Yeah. This book was really good. I, oh I fucking hate Senna. Oh. I'm really enjoying the series, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I was like, I was so worried when, um, I think it was, it was really Andlight Pixie was saying, like, I can't wait until you get to the Senna book. Like, I she's so awful in that book. And I think in my mind, I equated, like, I will hate this book because she's awful as a person. So, like, I'm... And, like, I love to hate on a book. Don't get me wrong. I super <laughs> love sometimes to read really trashy shit and just not, like, Twilight. The Twilight concept, okay? I love shitting on books sometimes. But I was, like, really kind of nervous for that in Everworld. But what it actually meant and what they were actually trying to tell us was, you're gonna hate Senna. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dude, I'm telling you, that last chapter, it's like, I just sit in the roller coaster cart and I buckle in and I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, let's let's do this. It, it was buck wild. And like the when Jaleel started breaking down and Senna immediately knew, I was like, hang on a moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know who didn't immediately know? Me. Well, I thought she had, yeah. I thought Senna's mom was suddenly revealing that she was like super powerful and had taken over Jaleel completely. That's kind of what I thought yeah. too. And then it was like, and then Jaleel was standing off to the side discreetly. But you don't find that out until after Senna's already figured out that, like, she yeah. shapeshifted. If somebody turned into me in front of me and then started talking to somebody, I'd be like, no, no, this is, <laughs> no, I, nope. no. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I just start screaming, you do not speak for me. <laughs> I bet the first thing that would happen would be they'd say <laughs> Calliope and you'd be like, that's not fucking her. <laughs> yeah. Instead of the breaking down crying, they'd just pronounce something correctly and they'd be like, yeah. Dude, <laughs> there's two Alexes standing in front of you and they're both saying, no, shoot the other one because they're not real. I would just write Calliope on like a dry erase board and hold it in front of them. <laughs> oh my God. That says Calliope. I'd be like, alien. <laughs> that doesn't help. <laughs> Narrow it down further. Okay, but which one? <laughs> Do you ever think, like, if I got yerked, like, the yerk would just get in there and then be like, nope. Nope. 
just more than I was expecting. <laughs> There's a lot happening here. <laughs> I'm not ready to unpack this. I'm going to ask for a transfer. Like, the Ged, not a great body type, but listen, I think I'm, I'm going to be happier there in that position. It's just, it's just the yerk. Comes in, gets on brain, and Alex's brain is like, I'm not trapped in here with you. (laughs) You're trapped trapped in here with me. (laughs) The Yerk trying to explain later, like, they get in every crevice and control your body, and the Yerk's like, I don't know who's in control in here. (laughs) Everything is metric. I don't know whether to call it petrol or gas. And I don't know if it's 10 kilometers or five miles. I don't know what the fuck is happening in here. What's the temperature? It's either 30 or 99. I don't fucking know. Holy Jesus. What can this host body tell me about Earth's history? Fucking nothing. (laughs) There's a lot about horses. Yes, it knows a lot about someone named Amy at the Heartland Ridge. I don't understand. We have to heal their horses so we can take their hearts. <laughs> just, I want to start a podcast called Horse Yerks. It's just book 14, damn. That's just the plot of book 14. <laughs> it's true. We can eat yogurt every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you put an H in it? Minneapolis Max is going to be the running joke. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. I think I've recovered some. Should we end this? Was that was that was that too much? Should we (laughs) dial it back? (laughs) Should we end this? Did we do anything on this one? I I feel like we did pitch another new podcast. (laughs) A bunch of t-shirts. Five band names. Yep. (laughs) Things happened, just not... Not the things we wanted or needed. What to eat? What to eat? What to eat? All right, well, if you want to pitch us more bits for our new Horse Yerks podcast, <laughs> the podcast we're clearly going to be launching any day now, you can email us at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at Animorphs Anonymous or Apple Grant Book Club or Twitter or, sorry, X at Animorphs Anon or Apple Grant Cast. I think it's Apple Grant Cast. And you can find us on Instagram at Animorphs Anonymous or Apple Grant Book Club. Those are all the places you can do it. You can also join our super secret, super awesome subgroup, the Andalite Bandalites, which you just have to request. I will approve. Come talk to us. You can also join our super secret, super awesome Discord server, which you also have to come talk to us to get the link to. But then you can come talk to us without a link. You can just come talk to us and all of our other Animorphs friends that are there and hang out and have a good time and post pictures of your pets because we always like that yeah it's it's a pretty great part it's a pretty great part there's also another channel there where you can share about like arts and stuff and so if i wanted to become a patron of the arts how would i do that go to college for four years 
okay, but I don't have money for college because I spent it all on animal sports and horses. And uh, and I just want to support one singular artist. I feel like I'm able to handle that sort of commitment right now. Okay. Well, there's an artist that I know. It's me. Um, <laughs> she makes and draws a web comic. It's called Beside You. And you can support her. That's me. Me, her. Doing that. Uh, reading it for free. Re- reading for free. That's supportive. Uh, bsideucomic.com b-s-i-d-e-y-o-u-comic.com there's <laughs> tapas and webtoons where you can also read it for free and if you're like listen I spent all my money on animal books and horses but uh, oh look I found a dollar on the, on, the, on the sidewalk I'm gonna pick this up and you know what I don't need to eat food or anything I, I'm gonna give it to that person that, that artist that I mentioned before it's me hi and I'm gonna go to patreon.com slash KCD Studios and I'm gonna get access to early comic pages and work in progress pages and and that's that's supporting me. Hi. And if you find seven thousand four hundred and twenty-three dollars on the sidewalk and think I don't need to eat or anything, I just want to support an artist, go also give that to Casey's Patreon. And then we'll force her and Emily Swan to animate uh, the Unicorns of Balinor series in the style of Spirit. They haven't agreed to this. This is sort of a hostage sort of situation. Yeah. But you can buy that. You can buy a hostage situation. <laughs> you can buy anything <laughs> these days. <laughs> Patreon.com slash KCD Studios. You can buy is anything. That, is that really what BP did to Amico? <laughs> yeah. It is. Oh, no. I'm really bothered by the sentence, you can buy a hostage situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm troubled. Oh, no. Okay, if I only wanted to rent a hostage situation, <laughs> Tim. <laughs> Tim, where can I find more of you? You delight me and surprise uh, me. And every day, I am so thankful to know you. How can I find more of you? Uh, I can be found at horsegirls.club or on the podcast Horse Girls. Uh, where we talk about horses and other... I got to derail that one, too. Um, no. You know what? No, y'all derail that one. I keep that one on track. That's not true. Uh, I'm also... You can find Future Me on a podcast called Horse Yorks. Uh, but I also do Late Starters, which is a ton of fun. It's a Pokemon TTRPG where we play... Pokemon table, Pokemon United, Pokemon Tabletop United, Pokemon yeah. United Tabletop. I don't know, something like that. PTU, Some variation Pokemon of Pokemon Tabletop United. Okay, I couldn't remember where the T went. Uh, what T? Yeah, man. that's a ton of fun. What T E? Hey, and wait, hold on. If you're going to Dragon Con, uh, you can find some of us doing panels. You can find uh, all of us doing panels. You can find all of us doing panels. I couldn't remember. Uh, yeah, so let us know if you're going to Dragon Con. We'll let you know what the schedule is. If this isn't post-Dragon Con. I think this and is, like, during is, Dragon Con. You missed it. Okay. Okay, yeah, if it is, right. if, if it comes out during Dragon Con... I think it will. Then you can probably just cut out everything that I just said. No, don't. Come see us at Dragon Con now. Yesterday. Yeah. Well, we have panels Friday and Saturday. Or, sorry, not Saturday, Sunday. 
Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. I don't know when panels are. We recorded this before there was a final schedule, so. Well, yeah. I don't know. Come to Dragon Con. We'll be there. Let us know that you're there. Come Fuck say yeah. hi. Fuck yeah. Send us what an email. We'll come say hi. You'll come say hi. We'll, we'll meet up. We'll say hi. You know what else? You know what else? What? Listen to Dungeons and Dragon Beams. It's great. Yeah. You know what else? Huh. Throw some money at Dungeons and Dragon Beams and Fuck get that yeah. Patreon content. Yeah. It's pretty fucking good Patreon content. It's it, pretty good Patreon it content. It is. Also, I don't want to, listen, I don't want to brag about what we've done over there. But we did just do a buck wild episode for our two-year anniversary. At this point, it will have been out <laughs> for about a month. Available in the main feed. That is a pet's adventure. It's just a pet's adventure. It's a fucking goddamn delight. I listened to it today, and it was everything. I got to play a dog. You played such a good dog. Oh, thanks. He's just a little puppy. He done nothing wrong. Just a little puppy. I mean, he did. He crashed an entire truck. Well, that wasn't wrong. That was. That wasn't <laughs> wrong. You're right. Sometimes it's okay to crash a truck. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. What te? What te, man? What te?